It's Thursday, March the 12th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Trump bans travellers from Europe and Britain's corona budget. First, the world in brief. Donald Trump suspended travel to America from 26 countries in Europe. The 30-day ban, which starts on Friday, forbids entry to foreign nationals who have been in the EU's Schengen Common Visa area in the previous 14 days. Thus, the ban does not apply to Britain or Ireland. The president also unveiled $50 billion in loans and tax relief, along with measures for insurance companies to increase coverage for COVID-19. No nation is more prepared or more resilient than the United States, Mr. Trump claimed, having for weeks downplayed the crisis. Separately, India said it would stop issuing nearly all visas for a month. Markets reacted sharply to the news with shares and the oil price falling further. The Dow Jones Industrial Average entered bear market territory with a fall of 20% from its peak last month. The World Health Organization has officially declared the coronavirus outbreak a pandemic. The British economy received a double boost to nurse it through the coronavirus crisis. First, the Bank of England cut interest rates by a half point. Then the new Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, in his first budget, announced a slew of virus-related measures, including an extra £5 billion, $6.4 billion for the National Health Service, and extended sick pay. Chancellor Angela Merkel hinted that Germany's government might have to abandon its long-standing commitment to the Schwarze Null Zero Deficit Policy to fight the economic effects of coronavirus. She also said that 60-70% to 70% of the population might contract the virus and that buying time was the most critical priority. Germany, with around 1,300 cases, has begun curtailing public events. Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 23 years in jail for sexual assault and rape. His lawyers had appealed for leniency, but the disgraced former film producer received little mercy from the court. 29 years was the upper limit. Prosecutors had argued that Mr Weinstein should get the maximum sentence for his lifetime of abuse and lack of remorse. Peace negotiations hit an early snag in Afghanistan. At issue is whether 5,000 Taliban prisoners would be released at once, as the group demands, or in a staggered way, as the government insists. The release, in exchange for 1,000 government troops held by the Taliban, is part of February's deal between the Taliban and the White House. And PepsiCo agreed to buy Rockstar, a maker of energy drinks, for $3.85 billion. Both Pepsi and its rival Coca-Cola have worked to diversify themselves from their traditional sugary fizzy drink fare, offering more lower-calorie options and waters. It is the first big acquisition under Ramon Laguarta, the chief executive who took over in 2018. And now, here's today's agenda. Emergency Medicine, the European Central Bank. Christine Lagarde faces her first big test since taking over as president of the European Central Bank in November. COVID-19 is spreading. Italy is in quarantine and America has imposed severe restrictions on travel from Europe. Financial markets are in turmoil. The hit to the economy is likely to be severe, with Germany and Italy at a minimum expected to fall into recession. Expectations over the bank's monetary policy meeting today are high. Many investors are anticipating an interest rate cut. Some economists think the bank could expand its asset purchases or encourage banks to lend to affected companies. But there are limits to what Ms Lagarde can do. Interest rates are already at negative 0.5%. 
Further cuts would damage banks' profitability, nor would cuts alone revive spending in the face of an intense income squeeze. More will need to come from governments through both health policy and targeted economic measures. More remedies are needed, and soon. Ticking clock, the Olympic countdown begins. The Olympic flame will be lit today in Greece despite doubts that the planet's biggest sporting event will take place at all. Officials fret about the toll of the coronavirus in Japan, this year's host. More than 1,200 people there have been infected, most aboard a cruise ship anchored off Yokohama, but that may be the tip of an iceberg. Nearly 13 million children have been sent home from school and most large public events cancelled. Thomas Bach, president of the International Olympic Committee, insists the Games will start as planned on July 24th. Yet some are breaking ranks. Hashimoto Seiko, Japan's Olympic minister, hinted at postponement until later this year. A board member of Japan's organizing committee said this week that the event could be delayed by up to two years. Cancellation would be a last resort. Unthinkable, says Mr. Hashimoto. The last time that happened was during the Second World War. With the highest authority, George Pell's appeal. Cardinal George Pell, the most senior Catholic convicted of child sex abuse, has been behind bars for just over a year, a sixth of the sentence handed to him for crimes perpetrated against two choristers in Melbourne in the 1990s. Today concludes his final bid for acquittal through Australia's High Court. The prelate's lawyers want to convince the court that the jury at his trial was so spellbound by the testimony of his victim, only one survives, that it neglected evidence which raised reasonable doubt. The Crown retorts that the Victorian Court of Appeal has already considered this, yet still determined in August that Cardinal Pell was guilty by a majority of two to one. After hearing both arguments, the High Court will decide whether to grant him special leave to appeal. If it does so, its seven judges must also rule on whether he should be freed. It could be months before there is an answer. Netflix and ill, COVID-19 hits the entertainment business. Fancy a couple of hours breathing the same air as a crowd of strangers? Nor does anyone else, so the cinema industry is wheezing. China's box office took 90% less in the first two months of this year than last. Takings in Italy were down by 95% last weekend compared with 2019, even before cinemas were ordered to shut. Releases, including the unfortunately titled Bond flick No Time to Die, have been postponed. Today, Cineworld, the world's second-largest cinema chain, will publish results, having reported no material impact on takings last week. The market is sceptical. Cineworld's share price has halved in the past month. Other chains, such as AMC, have also taken a battering. But the prospect of consumers staying home is not bad for all. Amid the downturn, Netflix's value has held up, as has that of video game makers like Electronic Arts. People have to do something while in quarantine, after all. Shop till you stop, British retail. Today, Into reports annual results. The owner of Manchester's Trafford Centre and Essex's Lakeside Shopping Centre was forced into emergency capital raising last week against a tumultuous backdrop. The rising market share of online shopping has created a tough environment for retail property owners, but the recent consumer slowdown is a more immediate problem. 
Consumers have been an important prop to growth in recent years, especially since the Brexit uncertainty led to firms cutting back on investment. Household spending grew faster than GDP in 2017, 2018 and 2019 as people held off from saving, with a resulting boost in consumer demand. But the retail mini-boom has slowed. Retail sales data for December from the Office for National Statistics pointed to a grim Christmas for retailers, and this week the British Retail Consortium reported that sales declined by 0.4% in the year to February. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Alexander Fleming, who passed away on March 11, 1955. One sometimes finds what one is not looking for. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.